From the Bob Riley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Diz Unplugged email edition for Thursday, September 17th, 2009. I'm John Magi. I'll be your host this week. And as usual, I'm joined by our Orlando team. Corey Martin, Kathy Whirling, Julie Martin, Teresa Eccles, Kevin Close, Ferris, and Max the Intern, who's in the peanut gallery, <laughs> sleeping, I think. Did you write those down this time? No, I didn't. I reckon I remember them from the last show. Okay. <laughs> Looked like you were reading them. Yeah, it did. I thought so, too. Thought, did it? That's sweet. I tricked you all. <laughs> Pete, War- Pete Werner and Walter Eccles are still on vacation, so. He'll be Just, back next week, though. Will they be back next week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, thought, wants, he wants to record the show next uh, Wednesday, Wednesday so he can be a part of it. But we'll see how jet lag plays a role in that. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> we'll have to record at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's <laughs> when <laughs> so he's awake. Do you think he's going to come back with an Australian accent? <laughs> be all like face painted. I don't know. It didn't look like Pete in the pictures with the face paint and the. D'Artagnan hat? Yeah, something. <laughs> D'Artagnan. You're going to come back in his doctory clothes. Um, great. Well, I guess we'll be back next week, and I guess we're recording the show on Wednesday. You find out the darndest things when you listen you know, to the show. Looking at those pictures, i got to just say this out loud to other people, because I was thinking it in my head. Walter took a shirt to Australia that he chopped the sleeves off of. Did you see that in that picture? Is this you not interrupting? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, before we started to record, Teresa said, I never interrupt anyone. <laughs> I never go off on tangents. <laughs> okay, fine. And what is it that bothers you about his chopped off shirt? Do you think it gives Americans a bad reputation? No, I just think it's like everywhere I look, Walter's got the shirt with the sleeves Because I'm pretty sure Pete running around screaming he needs a decent hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably more distracting than Walter's shirt. Well, I know I've heard Pete complain about it. Yeah, I have to. So I'm thinking, he packed this and took it halfway across the world. And yeah, said, I thought Peter would have um, approved everything that Walter packed. Yeah, that's packed. what I thought, too. He must have snuck this one in. Approved, approved, denied. His little small bag of just sleeves somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> what does he do with all those sleeves? That's what I wonder, too. He used to chop the, the waistband off, too, so it was like this little He's all about sleeves. Look, 80s look. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> he had belly shirts. <laughs> That might have been Wayne. Was he trying out for flash dance? <laughs> what was that all about? Or the boy fairy role? <laughs> really? He had I've known him a long time, so yeah. He's I'd like to be Terrence. He's had that look since I met him in 83. So. Since he was a welder in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. All right. As if you've forgotten, this is our email show. <laughs> Not critique Walter show. <laughs> and if you'd like to send in an email to be read on the show, you can send us one to podcast at www.info.com. You can also uh, call in and leave us a voicemail. We're not doing any voicemails this week, but if you choose to call up and leave a voicemail, those number that number is one eight seven seven three one zero nine six six two. And from the UK, you can dial 0808-120-316. In Australia, it's 1-800-774-531. Or you can record an MP3 and attach it to an email and send us uh, send it to us that way. It's also another way you can get it played on the show. Those seem to have a little bit better quality than just the calling in and leaving us a message. So mm-hmm. you might have a better chance of getting it played that way. If we read your email or listen to your voicemail on the show, you have uh, the opportunity to select from a shirt, a Diz Unplugged shirt, or a pin and lanyard that the lovely Miss Julie will send you. Or a coffee mug. People are very fond of those. Oh, really? They are, yeah. We've expanded what we're giving people? Well, I just, because we have, you know, people that we send stuff to and they already have a pin and lanyard or they already have a t-shirt, so I thought extending in the offer of a coffee mug must be work in an office or, you know, have a cup of coffee in the morning at home. Most people get excited about it. That's pretty cool. Is that something we should call her now, the lovely Miss Julie? Carol Merrill. Good. The prize lady. The prize lady. Um, also, if you send in a email or a record a voicemail and it's played on the show, you enter into our monthly drawing, and we pick a uh, submission at random, and you get a chance to pick a number on the prize matron. So those are all the 
business things I had to get out of the way, and we're on moving on to emails. Who wants to go first? Me. Who's me? Was that? Was it you? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> What, Kevin? I didn't say a word. I just looked at you because you were going to talk. <laughs> you can't look at it. Okay. This comes from Kevin Brubaker in Toledo, Ohio. My wife and I enjoy listening to the podcast and love how you keep us informed on what is going on in the world. My wife loved, loves Pete's rants when he goes on and keeps up the good work. On, on to the question. Our family has gone green, and we were wondering if Disney has made an effort to ongoing green. If so, what efforts have there been done in the parks? Are there any recycled bins around? Are they recycling at Fort Wilderness? This will help us in our planning and bringing extra bags for the RV to sort out our recyclables. Yes, is the answer. There Was that short enough for you? There was like 14 questions in there, and There's your answer one. is yes? <laughs> there are recycling bins in Fort Wilderness at strategic locations throughout the, um, the camping and the cabins. One is the lake. One is the Just lake. throw everything in the lake. Yeah. And the parks have been <clears throat> recycling for a long right. time, as, as long say, as I've been coming. Disney been. was green before there was even the, the idea of being green. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey can attest to this, that uh, every piece of garbage is sorted behind the scenes at Disney. Mm-hmm. No, really? Yep. Yes. So even if you throw your garbage into a regular trash can, oh, really? it goes through a process where they sort out all the recyclables. Uh, some of the items are uh, crushed and sent on to certain areas, but other things are burnt. So that there's no solid waste. No, I it. wasn't the sorter, Teresa. Oh, I know she's no. looking at me like, you sorted all that? <laughs> it's We're actually like, automated. It's actually a really cool process. Well, they also, <laughs> when we did the um, backstage thing, they said that sometimes the supervisors would put, like, gift certificates in the trash to see that, you know, the workers really? were doing what the they were supposed to. ticket. Yeah, oh, my gosh. and they'd get rewarded for, you know, sorting through the trash. Disney has a special program for this called Environmentality. And Jiminy Cricket is the uh, mascot. Mm-hmm. People win environmentality awards. Oh, that's so cool! There are recycled that. cans around as well. So if you yeah. you know you have a place to put the aluminum or the plastic, when you go to the park, like if you're carrying, um, uh, they have the sorting things, so you can throw things away. Yep. Dizzy's been green for a very long time. So, so yes, Kevin, right. <laughs> That's the answer to the question. <laughs> she started out this with, I've got a couple of emails, and my answers are going to be yes, yes, and morning. I was just wondering which one of these was No, gonna... yes, no, and, and morning is best. I'm sorry. There, I'm done. <laughs> I wonder what the question is for morning is best. They actually have a whole line of Disney green apparel. Now oh, too. Stella has a Tinkerbell shirt that says, I look good in green. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. cute. I think you can buy now is a, a, a shopping bag, a reusable shopping bag that's Got the Disney logo on it. Well, for that, they encourage so. you to reuse those plastic sh- bags they give you when you buy merchandise. The ones that bleed on your hand when you sweat. Oh, I guess. I How do know. they encourage you to reuse them? At the top of it, there's a white thing that says um, "reuse." There's like a little saying: "Reuse something, recycle." I don't know. I used one this morning when I cleaned the car out. Put all my trash in it. I'm gonna go home and look at my bags. <laughs> okay, Corey, I'm done. Move on, John. <laughs> You were just like Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> really? Did you invent the internet? <laughs> no. I don't know how to use it. I got an inconvenient tooth. <laughs> kind of hurts a little bit. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd like to go next? I'll go. Um, this comes from Gene in Florida. Hi, Corey, or podcast team. This is Gene. Liz, I wish for Disney's husband. Long-time listener, but don't post on the boards. I'm curious where all the people who work at Blizzard or Typhoon work when these areas are closed for refurb. I have been golfing with a lot of foreign college program cast members, and they don't even know where they will be placed. Just wondering if anyone knew the answer. Love the show, and thank you for all the laughs. Well, during the winter, when one water park goes under rehab, the other one opens. So they, you, if you're a lifeguard working at Disney, you will go to Typhoon. So that's where they go. They go to the other water park. Well, what happens if they're both open, though? They're just less well, lifeguards? You, you, you stay where you, where you are. I know there was a cast member that worked at Typhoon Lagoon when they were closed for all that time. He ended up over at MGM. So I guess they could. Well, I guess if you're, if you're in merchandise or right. food and beverage, yeah. you can be placed anywhere. But if you're a lifeguard, which you know, I only know about the lifeguarding positions, you'll go lifeguard at a Typhoon. And, and I, if a pool needs you. If and they, don't they try to, like the people that are like, full-time or what i mean they try to t- 
take care of them before they take care of like the college kids. Right. Your oh, hours your hours will be cut, but you can also be placed in, you know, at a at a resort pool. Really? Yeah. What was your question, Teresa? That was my question. Yeah. I was going to ask what about the Yeah, I did a week. Around? I did a week at um worked at All Star, lifeguarded over there for a week and also lifeguarded at the Contemporary for a week just cuz they needed people. And so I volunteered myself just for a change of scenery. Boring, boring scenery. <laughs> cool. Who's next? Apparently, <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> Teresa has a Manny Petty she has to get to. I'll go. Okay, Julie. This is from Tori Munyon from Iowa. I absolutely love the podcast. Corey, you're doing an awesome job while Pete's gone getting it edited up and fast. The question is for anyone but Julie. It's only temporary. Wait, no. The question is for anyone, but Julie and Corey might know the answer. I have a question regarding resort delivery for the t-shirt shop. If I were to go over and make a t-shirt, will they deliver it to my resort without having to wait to get it done? I'm going to make one for my birthday, and it's towards the end of our trip. Thanks in advance. I believe the answer is yes. All of the shops at uh, downtown Disney, the marketplace, will deliver to the resort. So I don't see any reason why it wouldn't happen for the shirt place. Right? Yeah, I've never heard of an exception to delivery. And it's probably better than standing there waiting. But I think that, you know, if you're going to be there anyway. And wouldn't you sort of want to wait around and see how it turned out? Make sure it's what you want it to be before you picked it up. I can't imagine not being able to kill an hour in the Christmas shop or something like that, you know? Get your name on an ornament. And then you have to wait for that one. I was just going to say, the wait for that can be a long time. (laughs) Okay. Excellent. Thank you, Julie. Who wants to go next? I'll go. This is from Maureen McCluskey. Hey, guys. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. I have a question that I can't seem to find the answer to, and I thought, who better to ask than all of you? I've heard that during the Christmas party, you get a discount code for 40% off the photo pass. Is this still true? And if it still is, can it be applied to all of your photos or just the ones taken during the party? Thanks for all the help and thanks for doing such a great job. This is from Maureen Halloween Baby on the board. Well, if it's the same as the Halloween party, it's only good for the photos that were taken during the party. So I would imagine for the Christmas party, you'd only get the discount for those pictures. It's not everything you have on your photo pass card. <laughs> this is one of those shows. We're a rowdy bunch, aren't we? <laughs> we don't really know the answers this week, do we? Well, we have a picture of the, the map up on our website, and I looked at it before I came over, and it shows you right there that it's only good for See? the she pictures came, taken. Came prepared. John said to know the answer, he so did. I researched I said, it. I got mine down ready. <laughs> so thank you, Maureen. People love that photo pass thing. It's very popular. You know, I didn't see a lot of those out at the Halloween party. I didn't either. I wondered about that, too. Really? I usually see them all over the place. They're always in the spot that I want to stand. Right in front of the castle? Yeah, please move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're in my spot. Just for the fireworks, please. Excellent. Who has an email they want to read? I do. Mine says, it's from Eileen in Washington Township, New Jersey. Eileen says, hi, Kevin and podcast team. I'm writing to share a tip I discovered when making my online ADRs for my upcoming trip. This is a solo trip, and I found that several restaurants were showing no availability for a table for one. However, if I changed the request to a table for two, I had no trouble getting an ADR. I find it hard to believe that they actually have tables that seat only one person, so there's obviously a glitch in the system, at least for several restaurants. Or perhaps they are only listing a certain number of two top tables as available for solo diners or restricting it to certain times as I was able to get a table for one at the Kona Cafe for a late dinner midweek but for Sunday breakfast I could only get a table for two I normally wouldn't excuse me it normally would not have occurred to me to read Quest a reservation for a larger party than I am actually bringing. Blame it on the Catholic school guilt about breaking the rules, but I have heard you make the suggestion many times on the podcast, and if Kevin says it's okay, it must be okay. Everybody hear that? (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to pass along my experience for any solo diners who are having trouble making ADRs for one 
for one diner. Thanks for the advice and for the heart and soul you all put in. Or excuse me. Thanks for the heart and soul you and all of the team put into the podcast each and every week. I'm looking forward to meeting all of you at Dizzapalooza in December. Regards, Eileen. Eileen, I've told, as you say, I've told people this many, many times. Disney's online system and their regular system are just ridiculous in the way they handle this. It's like you can't find a party for a, a table for three people, but you can find one for four people. It, it's just the way they've loaded this information into the system and. I understand that rules are there for a purpose, but I kind of have to equate this to real life. If you went to a restaurant any place, nobody's going to turn you away for a table. They're going to put you at a table for four if you, there's only two people in your party. They're not going to make you wait for a two-top. If there is a two-top, they might give that to you. But no restaurant in their right mind is going to turn away a guest just because they don't have exactly the right size table for them. So I suggest if you the only way you can get a single diner reservation is to um, tell a, a non-truth and suggest that you have two people, that you go ahead and make two pe- a reservation for two people. And if you have to make the reservation for three people, make the reservation for three people. It's just a ridiculous glitch that Disney's put into their system. The other thing that several of our listeners have realized is that if single diners, some people are uncomfortable with single dining, that um, it's a more comfortable experience eating at the bar. And we've talked about that before, that you can oftentimes order the entire off the entire menu while sitting at the bar and that there's a bartender there to talk to and things like that. So it is another option. But please, uh, even even your Catholic school guilt shouldn't stop you from getting a reservation if you want one. God would want you to eat. Promise. Doesn't want you to go hungry. Exactly. There there was somebody on the Diz, too, that had a thread that they tried to get into Cuisina and they were solo and they couldn't get one as a solo so they booked it for four and then asked if there was any other dizzers that wanted to go eat with them that night so that's another way to get around that it's a nice way to meet people i I just think if you have to be creative i mean we're talking about a dinner reservation and then you're going to get the people on the boards who you're stealing from disney and that always floors me that now you're leaving three empty seats well please yeah no restaurant in anywhere is going to turn you away uh, what restaurant have you been in where there's a table for one? There hasn't, but I, I know when I used to be out on the road, I would have to wait longer because I was a single person to get like a, a two-top. So they're not as anxious to serve single people, at least in my experience. And I didn't have anybody I could share it with. So That's why I ate in a car. Could have done that, too. <laughs> you were talking about how you can eat at the bar. Well, I ate at the... Um the bar a few months ago at uh, 50s Primetime in Hollywood Studios. I got to tell you, I don't mind eating at bars, but that one was not very enjoyable because a lot of people congregate around the bar and you're trying to eat and people are behind you trying to pass money to the bartender and it was a real crowded bar. So it wasn't, that is a, it wasn't enjoyable. Not a good location. Someone's armpit hair falling in your food. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh, this is gross. (laughs) So I, Ate real fast. I mean, I, I understand that rules are in, in place for certain things, but I don't think this is a rule. I think this is a poorly designed computer system. Right. I don't think it's a rule. It's just how Disney did it. Right. They have X number of two tops, and then what they've said is of those X number, certain number will, will sell for singles, and the rest will only be two tops. It's just the way their systems are set up. Thank you, Kevin, for pointing out yet another flaw in <laughs> Disney's ADR system, as if we don't know there's enough of them already. Who's next? Me. Julie. <laughs> um, this is from John Colelli. Uh, okay, I don't know where it's from. I wanted to share a special Disney moment that happened to my family on our recent trip in August. While in Epcot, my wife and daughter and son, who are 18 and 15, were walking in front of the Mexico Pavilion when we noticed a small film crew. And it seemed to us they were filming a company training video. Turned out that it was a training film about Mexico. As we watched the filming, my son, an avid pin trader, saw a Mexican flag pin on one of the crew's lanyards that he wanted to trade for. But since they were busy filming, I told him there was no way it would happen. And boy, was I wrong. Just then, the producer of the film stopped us and asked what we were looking at. My son told her about the pin that he saw. And she said that not only could he trade for the pin, but also that they would be in the film. And they filmed the actual pin trading. So when it was over, we were introduced to our fellow actors. One of them was Dan, very nice, and he talked with us for a long time. 
Turned out he was Daniel Cockrell, Epcot vice president, and, of course, he was floored. He was so nice and friendly, and after we signed all of our release forms, I turned to Dan and said, Tell your dad I loved his book. He laughed and said, Thanks, I'll tell him. Dan then had several pictures taken with us and promised that he would email me the photos. I know he's a very busy man, and I did not think that he would remember. But when he arrived home, he checked his email, and to his surprise, not only got the email from Dan with the photos, but he had also gotten a personal email from Lee Cockrell, thanking him for reading his book um, and telling me that he hoped we'd had a great time in Walt Disney World. I was so impressed that Lee and Dan both practiced what Lee preached in his book, and needless to say, it was a magic moment that will never be forgotten. And he'd attached the photos. I don't know if you guys saw it. Yeah. Very cool. So I thought that was really, really cool, and I'm sure not many people get to experience that, but it's the family. Oh, yeah, that is it's me. something they'll remember. Right, yeah, exactly. Really. So I thought it was a really cool little story, and he seemed really excited about it. So I thought I would share that with everyone else. Lee talked about his son on the cruise, and he said um, someone asked him something about, do you know what's planned for a certain portion of the park or an Epcot? And he said, my son doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> really? <laughs> he doesn't tell me anything. So... Even within the family, they're tight-lipped. Tight-lipped. I think that's a really cool story. It, it is. It's great. They will never forget. You can see how excited the whole family is talking to him too, in the photo. So glad you had such a nice time and a very memorable moment. Thank you, Julie. I have one. I'm going to read. Mine's from Tammy, and Tammy's in Davenport, Iowa. Hi, podcast team. I'll be going to Disney in June 2010 with my family. There will be 11 of us total, 8 adults and 3 children. We're considering doing the Disney dining plan, but the increase in price, we've decided against it. Since my husband and I will be going to Disney again in November 2010 and we'll be getting annual passes, I was thinking about getting the Tables in Wonderland card. My first question is, if I use the Tables in Wonderland during the trip in June, can we specify which person is not included with the discount since Tables in Wonderland is only good for 10 people? If we have to pay full price for a meal, we would prefer to pay for a kid's meal. My second question is, do you think I have any problems getting dining reservations for a group by calling at 7 a.m. instead of booking them online? I've seen on the boards that people have been able to get to go online before 7 a.m. to make their dining re- reservations, and because of the size of our party, the online systems won't allow me to make the reservations online. Do you think it would be beneficial to set up our group as a grand gathering and booking the dining through them? Thanks for your help, and keep up the great work. Um, your first question about Tables in Wonderland is yes. You could tell them these folks are going to be on one check, this person's going to be on their own check, and then present the Tables in Wonderland card at the time that the check is presented. However, I think you should just mention to the cast member, Say, listen, I know this is for 10 people. I have 11. Is it going to be a big deal? You might get a cast member who's a stickler and says, yes, you can only do it for 10. But I think for most of them, they'll say, listen, you know, what's one more person on there? I don't think they're going to be that Especially crazy. if one of them's a kid. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be that nuts about it. As far as getting dining at 7 a.m. versus getting it online, you know, your guess is as good as ours. The dining system's a mess, and... We're hearing rumors now that some people have been getting their dining at 3 a.m. of the day that they're supposed to be released. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen. When you go through gang, uh, grand gatherings and make yourself a gathering, there are some perks. You're, you're going to be have a better chance to get rooms closer to each other at a resort, and you do have the option of trying to get your dining that way. So that might be something that you can do that doesn't cost you anything. You also might want to try and break your party up into a party of six and a party of five if you want to try and book your party early. That's a good point. Disney online by having smaller parties, right? Right. Disney's very – most of the places you go are very, very good about – if you tell them it's you had to make a party for six and a, or a reservation for six and a, a reservation for five, but you're really a party of 11, they're really good about trying to make sure that you're all together. And a party of that size is very rarely going to be able to sit together anyway. Right. You know, I mean, there's going to be very few times that they're going to be able to put tables together to have you all sit at the same table. So in Disney systems, it doesn't really matter if your book's separate or not. But that's a good point. You can do that. I say set, set yourself up for a grand gathering anyway. It can't hurt. It doesn't cost you anything. But 
Now, see, I, I'm not so sure about that because if they go to try to call grand gatherings at 7 o'clock in the morning, they might be wasting time you on think? the line with grand gatherings when they could have been on the line with dining and done the two separate parties. That's a good point. Or use the house phone and your cell phone. That's true. And use your computer. My understanding, Kathy, though, is that a lot of the problems we have with grand gatherings, people who book outside of a travel agent haven't been having. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I have a feeling it's because we go through a separate line, a different line than most people. Okay. So I don't know about that. But I think Kevin's point is a good one. Do it online. Break your party up. Even if you get, you know, 810 and 820, you know, it's not going to be a big deal to the right. to the restaurant That's to show what up. That's I would do. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Who else has an email I want to read? I have one. This is from Dean Lightwood. Hi, podcast crew. This is Dean from England. I'm coming to Walt Disney World next Easter, and I have a question about extra magic hours when staying at a resort for one night. I am planning on staying at Caribbean Beach Resort. Can my family and I take advantage of the extra magic hours in the morning and evening in two parks on that day and then sleep overnight, or do we have to use two Disney days to do the extra magic hours? Thank you very much for your wonderful website and podcast. I appreciate it, Dean. You're considered a resort guest until midnight of the day that you check out. So depending on what time you get to your resort that first day, you could do extra magic hours in the morning if there was a park at night that had, you know, extra magic hours at night. And then that second day, you could do the same thing. It just depends on what the what parks have the extra hours. But, you know, your resort card is good until midnight of the day you check out. So I hope that helps. All right. Your resort say is per night, not per day. So actually one night is equal to two days. Right. So the day you check in till midnight of the day you check out. So if you're planning to get there really early the first day, you could really do a lot. Good advice. Teresa, you're next. Okay. <laughs> this is no? No, this is mornings are best. Okay. Oh, oh you don't have to read the question. Then. I don't. My family will be going to Disneyland for the umpteenth time. New to us this year, among other things, the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. I'd like to take our eight-year-old daughter to experience this. When would be the best time during any given visit to do this? It is sometimes better done in the morning or the afternoon, early in the trip or toward the end of the trip. There are no special experiences planned for this trip, such as the Prince's Breakfast, so I'm at a loss when to plan the Betty Bobby Boutique. This comes from Jenny, who is pixie-powered on the boards. My opinion is morning, because then she's going to be bedazzled all day long instead of do it late and then just go to bed. And I do it later in the trip, so she's got that to look forward to. Plus, if it's anything like when Stella had it done, her hair's going to be up for days, and it won't come down. Even when you take the pins out, she's still got her little do going. <laughs> it's shellac. <laughs> it is. Man, her eyes were pulled back tight for three days. <laughs> we couldn't get it down. So that's my opinion. I don't know if you have a different opinion, John. What do you think? I think you do it right before it rains. Right before it rains. <laughs> There's nothing prettier than a wet princess. <laughs> you, see oh, them running, going there. <laughs> you see them running around the parks in a garbage bag. Yeah. Exactly. But that you know, it's if you do it late in the day, then You're you're absolutely right. If you want the kid to get the most out of the day and have yeah. people give her the most attention, do it as early as you can. Yeah, I would. Because, you know, Stella went to home and went to bed and got up and her hair hadn't moved and <laughs> Two days later, her hair still. <laughs> I also understand. I haven't. I don't have a kid, so I haven't experienced it firsthand. But for a lot, of t- a lot of little girls, it's difficult to convince them to now stop wearing that dress and stop oh, yeah. wearing those shoes. So doing it before she goes to bed is kind of a downer because you're gonna have to right. fight with her. Stella wore it to bed the first night. Did she wear it to bed? <laughs> she, the whole yeah. Cinderella went to bed. My new pajamas. <laughs> Glitter is still everywhere in that room, but um. Yeah, I would do it early in the day. And I do it late in your visit, too, because she might want to wear the dress the whole time you're there. I don't know. I mean, it's up to you, but something to look forward to. I know a lot of people that do that then schedule one of the princess breakfasts. Right. So you might want to coordinate the times so that you could go from one to the next. No, the last time we did it was when we did trick-or-treat. Well, it was like a year ago. 
when we did it right before we went to the Halloween party. And like I said, that was late in the day, but her hair was up for days. Did she have the same response to the pirate makeup as she did when she was a princess? She did. Um, the little pirate floozy dress stayed on for days. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she didn't have as much makeup on. They didn't do, you know, and her hair was more simple. But, yeah, she did. Do Splash Mountain first. Oh, definitely. Exactly. <laughs> definitely. And anybody that sits near this child is going to be glittered, too. So. Good for the edge of their lives. Yeah. Well, we went to, um, where was it? Went out to eat we one time at Disney, and the, the seat I sat in was covered in glitter. Like, didn't she get bibbity before at the Halloween party last year? Cause yeah, I that's what she just said. I just said oh, that. sorry. Yeah. She doesn't have her headset on, with her ears on. Yeah, she did. So I guess I was thinking about it and didn't hear you saying it, because I was like, God, I remember. <laughs> but I would also say that I know I get a lot of people that want to do it really early. I mean, you have to know your kid. If your kid's going to be cranky that's true. at that hour of the morning, maybe you want to go. Because a lot of people like to do it really early so they can get in the park before, like, the park opens. Right. If your kid's not good at that hour of the morning or if you wait too long into your trip where they're sort of, like, tired, you might want to adjust your times a little bit. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. But they're so good with them in there, you know. They Because last time we went, um, Pete's niece went to Bridget, and she came in in kind of a... Not a happy mood, but she was pretty cool when we left. The the experience in and of itself is an attraction. Oh yeah, for the girl, for the little girl having it done. So take that into account too. Don't do it thinking, okay, now then great. Next we're going to run onto rides. Right. You know, sort of savor that with them. Yeah, when they open up that little dressing room and all her little outfits laid out, and you know, I was like, "Where's my outfit? This is too too cute." When did you have yours done, Teresa? Mommy and me, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. I end up being the There's no age limit on being boutiqued. Really? No, you they can don't have done. big princess dresses, do they? Oh, I want to be the fairy up godmother. Up to 22s. Ooh, no, wait a minute. I get to be the fairy godmother. <laughs> That's, That's always been my lifelong dream <laughs> really? is to be the fairy godmother. <laughs> you, can get, you can have a moo-moo. I think y'all should arm wrestle over it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's me, Kathy. That's all me. No, little, you know. Woo, a little wand, a little pointy hat. No, I could. Well, then you can work one side of the park. I'll work the other. <laughs> I get to be on the float, well, though. Now y'all work in the park. I want yeah, the yeah. Are you talking about princesses or pirate floozies? <laughs> I want to be the wicked stepmother so I can have that awesome beehive that she has. See, I think they should let us come work in the park one day and we could all be our favorite characters. Wouldn't that and be I can fun? be mean to everyone. I want to be, the, I want to be Susan Sarandon from Enchanted. Oh, yeah. She was the best witch, I yeah, thought. Yeah, she was good. Mm-hmm. She swooned. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, all right. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Who has another one they want to read? I do. This comes from Cindy in Nashville, Tennessee. My family is coming to the world in October during the Food and Wine Festival. I read that last year you were able to use dining plan snack credits for the different stations around Epcot. Do you know if that is true? We usually don't use all of our snack credits, so... I would love to be able to use them to sample things during food and wine. Well, yes, you can. Nearly all the items, with the exception of alcohol, has the uh, little Disney dining plan icon next to it on the menus. We have a photo gallery up of all the menus from last year, and you can kind of take a look at the items that are offered. Um, Like I said, it's all food, non-alcoholic drinks. Yes, you can use them. I mean, some of these items are $2 and something cents, and... Some of them are as high as five dollars. So. I was going to say, from a, a monetary standpoint, you probably actually do better using it on that than a regular snack. But from a volume of food you get, right? Because you're just still getting that little sample size. But yes, would you also wear a T-shirt that says, "I'm going to be using the dining plan credits, so I don't get lined behind you"? We'd <laughs> <laughs> like to know in advance <laughs> because the spark plug at the cash register is never going to understand what you're talking about. And you're going to be there with your little super pass. Yeah, trying to get I love that super pass. Trying to beat people. I'd like 16 soups, please. <laughs> <laughs> Pour them all into a bucket. Do it like Bob used to do and ask for your soup in a beer mug. <laughs> I'd like four orders all on the same plate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Corey. Who's next? Me, I guess. <laughs> 
the energy level. Has I think dropped. people don't people realize that we do the email show after the discussion show. That's why we're so which was real draining this week. Did I mention that? I know we text you by having to sit here and listen. The discussion show made her hips hurt. Hey, now that wasn't for public knowledge. Well, my tailbone is hurting, so yeah. Were you all playing the Wii too? <laughs> I think you're doing it wrong. Really? <laughs> Just my hand hurts. Maybe you were doing it wrong. This is from... Oh, Julie's going. Kathy was staring at her paper. This is from Emily Spencer in Midland, Michigan. Hi, podcast team. I'm Bear Mom on the boards. I'm in the process of planning our fourth trip to the world, and I'm trying to convince my husband that December would be a great time to visit. We have visited during February and April or May in the past. What are some things I can use to help convince him that this is a wonderful time to visit the world? He doesn't think that December would be any different than any other time of the year and prefer to go during a time we have gone down before. Okay, typical man. <laughs> I only want to go when I'm used to going. Um, <laughs> it's tr- My dad man is that way. Hills. He's like, he, you know, he wants to do the same yeah. thing at the same time of year. Um, I say you should come in December. You're going to get to experience Christmas time in Walt Disney World. It's decorated totally different. You have the party. You have different parades. Um, characters are dressed in their holiday finery. Um, I think it's a totally different experience than going mm-hmm. just on any any other time of year. So I'll jump in. The weather is 100% better. Yes, yes. definitely. The you're weather not gonna is be, perfect. Right, you're not going to be sweating to death waiting for rides and um, and the only if you're, caveat well, they're to that, from Michigan, so they'll probably still enjoy the pool in December. Right. The only caveat to that is if you're coming Christmas week, then right. I agree with them. Coming different time, Thanksgiving week. Or she right. doesn't say like exactly when in December, just December. So, well, he's wrong. It is different in December, right? He's yeah. wrong. <laughs> Tell him he's wrong. Teresa so said. yes, no, morning, and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Mornings are best. No, he should give it a chance. Um, you know, if you guys are always coming down at the same time of year, do something a little different. You know, live on the wild side. Really it, it definitely up. would be an entirely different experience mm-hmm. with the Christmas decorations up. I agree. Okay, Clicky. <laughs> I know I had a little bit of something happened there. I, I thought you were calling Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think my hip went into place. So. That was Teresa. <laughs> that was Teresa's hip. <laughs> Good luck, Emily. Thanks, Julie. I really. I have one I'm going to read because I can. Hi, guys. This is from Miles in Hampshire, England. I just want to quickly say or type that on a fairly recent show, you received a voicemail from someone in England. You commented on the person's accent. It was obviously something to do with the recording equipment the voicemailer used as I couldn't understand what they were saying either. And I'm English, too. It was a mistake and nothing to do with our strange-to-you-Americans accents. Um, Then he says, I hope I'm not sounding too firm about this. That's very typical English, isn't it? It was so nice and so polite. He's going to yell at us and then be like, Are you just trying to make them angry? (laughs) You (laughs) accuse them of not having percentages one week. No, that was the Australians, I think. No, it was the English. Oh, you're all lovely and beautiful people. I hope I wasn't too stern. (laughs) You know? This is my English accent. <laughs> that was his English slash Australian slash New Zealand that accent. Was, this is one of those things where imitation is not the sincere oh form God. of flattery. Jolly good email. Don't make okay. me do my Heidi Klum. <laughs> Please do. So, yeah, read it like Heidi Klum. Miles, I have news for you. We would make fun of it no matter what. Or I would make fun of it no matter what. So don't take it the wrong way. Anyway, on to more, my more important part. I'm going to the world. I'm going to the world in October, and no... Oh, my goodness. Is it his accent that's throwing you it's his accent. <laughs> he writes in an English accent. It's very disturbing. That's wrong. And on one of my days, I plan to go to Universal. What's the quickest way to get from Old Key West to my destination? I-4. As was going to say, you don't tell us, are you driving? Are you going to be here without a car? If you're not going to be here with... If you're not going to have a car... Um, you could get a taxi, get a cab to take you, but um, Universal has a pass now. Yep. Tell us a little bit about the pass, Corey. It's a one-day, two-part pass, and it also includes round-trip transportation to and from Disney. The price of it, I believe, is, I'll check for you, eighty-five ninety-nine 
So that's a one-day, two-park pass. You can go there and do a little bit of Universal Studios, a little bit of Islands of Adventure, and it includes a round trip with Mears. You wow. basically call um, 24, 48... Well, you have to call at least 24 hours in advance. ...to schedule the pickup time. But you can buy it ahead of time. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's still a great deal. You need, that to, is you cool. need to buy it ahead of time. It's That's not available cool. once you're there. Right, you can't get it once you're there. Okay. If you do have a car, just go to the front desk. They uh, All the front desks have uh, directions to a lot of stuff in the area, and they will gladly give you written directions to Universal and the easiest and best way to get there. So I wouldn't worry about that. But I say look into that pass. That includes transportation. Just make your lives a little bit easier, for sure. And then you don't have to worry about trying to get a cab with your funny English accent and people not understanding you. <laughs> you know what? I can't... I, taking you somewhere else. You know, I can't imagine, like, driving on... The left side of the road, you know, like I've, I've watched movies and people are like driving, they're screaming as they pass the, the other cars. It's got to be, I mean, you know, of course it's difficult for them too, but we have like seven lanes of traffic. Yeah, it's crazy. Can you? I mean, they don't have whew. seven lanes of traffic. Over there? I, I don't know. I, but I used to break out into a sweat when I first would drive here. Like really? seriously, I would be so nervous about driving. I, I grew up in two lane highways. Kind of like you do when you drive field. with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess He's so. scary to drive with. Though. He is. With yes, he is. I, see, I tried to follow him one time, and he did. He left me. You. He left me. He right. left me somewhere over in Pine Hills. You're driving so slow. <laughs> At least go the speed limit. Corey doesn't understand. There's <laughs> etiquette when someone's following you. That's right. No weaving. Yeah, no it's leaving. called keep your phone on and use your turn <laughs> signal. In my <laughs> okay, that's, that's a bad day. Where was he following you to? I was following him to. Where are we going? Gaylord. 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 And you weren't anywhere, we anywhere near Pine Hills. <laughs> I don't know where it was. I just thought I had to, I pulled off, I, I got off. I fall, okay, what happened? Okay, got, we all had the same reaction. Sure. Like I was in Daytona. You were going the wrong way. Like, where would Corey take you that took you through Pine Hills? He was, was trying to ditch her. What happened was. Welcome to Orlando. I followed the wrong car. <laughs> That's what happened. That's why you were in Pine Hills. He had just got his. He had just gotten that new car. Yeah. And there was two of them. I didn't know. the wrong one. You guys should have just rode together, or maybe because of the previous experience, Teresa did not want to take her life in her Corey's hands. She went through Pine Hills. <laughs> For those of you who are not in Orlando, those are on exactly opposite sides of the earth. <laughs> okay. And Pine Hills is not somewhere you, where you want to be left or stranded. Nope. Sorry for all the Pine Hill listeners. Exactly. It's not the, it's not the best story of all. Yeah, I think there's a lot of them. <laughs> I would like to email and say, Corey made fun of Pine Hills. <laughs> Talk about people you can't understand. Now, there's an answer. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. I'm surprised you even know where Pine Hills is. Why wouldn't I not know where Pine Hills is? Because, again, what, what are you doing there? What are yeah, you doing I'm not doing anything there, but I know when I moved down... Walter said, "Don't look for houses." If he said it once, he said a million times, "Don't go to Pine Hills. Don't yeah. go to Pine Hills. Don't go to Pine Hills." Where okay. is Pine Hills? Rent's <laughs> <laughs> real cheap even there. Know where it is. <laughs> it's over off West Colonial area, like Kirkman down that okay. way. Uh, it's called Silver Lake or not Silver Lake? What's the street called? Silver Star. Silver Star. Silver Star. Okay. Rent's cheap there, but don't go rent there. Yeah. They have okay. drive-through kegs. Drive up, tell anyone a keg. They put it in the trunk. <laughs> it's a high crime area. It is. You guys didn't see the news story. There were like three murders, and they're interviewing people, and she's like, this is a safe neighborhood. I don't understand what's going on. I've lived here my whole life, and I'm thinking... As she's ducking and hiding behind a wall. (laughs) (laughs) Everything she had with Hunt was Kevlar. (laughs) Can you interview me over here? Okay. Very good. Well, who, who read that? What was that? I think I read that one. Yeah. Did you answer the question? So yes. yeah, there's a one day two park ticket with round trip <laughs> transportation. I from... it brilliantly, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I've got another one. Can right. we read it? Go ahead. Hi, podcast team. This is from Robin Dillon. Y'all know Robin? Yes, Robin D. Yeah. yeah. We met Robin on a cruise. Yeah, I think I saw met her in California too. Maybe. I was Robin the one we, when we took your folks on the cruise? Who yep. we met? That was Robin. She's, She's got sweet. red hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Robin. Hey, Robin. This is kind of newsy, so I'm going to go through it as quick as I can. Hi, podcast Wait, team. Wait, is this the no? <laughs> <laughs> this is the no, yeah. First, I'd like to tell you that I really appreciate all of your work and what you do on the podcast and the boards. Second, my question is in regard to the birthday promotion. I am thinking about coming down for my birthday, which is the beginning of October. I already have an annual pass and was going to request the gift card. 
I know you cannot use it for food, but can you use it to buy a ticket to one of the parties, such as Mickey's Necessary Halloween and Mickey's Merry Merry Christmas? No. 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 My other thought was to use it to buy a one-day ticket for my aunt. No. We were going to a cruise in November, <laughs> but we had to go to Halloween Hollywood Studios the Sunday night to get back from, to see the Osborne lights, but don't want to pay the full price for the one-day ticket just for a few hours. Any other thoughts on how to see the Osborne lights without purchasing a full-day ticket? Are there any tours that do not require a parking mission that would show us the lights? Yes, there's that one, right? Yeah, but that's $179. <laughs> I think you just pay the one-day admission. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward We're going to save you money. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to Dizzapalooza and Drink Around the World. I bet you are. Hope you all like make... Let's see, what? Hope you all can make She's it. I say, what? <laughs> <laughs> Need your glasses, Mama. <laughs> Hope y'all can make it, and I'll be to journey to imagination right. with Kathy and the rest of her peeps. Okay, I'm guessing I'm not including that, Robin. What time should we get there, Kathy? Thanks a ton, Robin. So clock. we've answered it, right? <clears throat> no, no. Well, you want to buy the ticket? Tell her why no, or you just want to say no? I know no. this is like spending a day with your kids, and all you do is say no all day long. <laughs> well, but you might want to no. Once you get the gift card, you can't use it. Correct. You I don't know not. the reason. They well, won't you can let you. use it. Just on merchandise. You can use it on merchandise or you can use it to purchase a tour. Right. But not a party ticket. If she wants to use it to take that tour, she could use that birthday card ticket for that delights tour. It would still be a lot more money, but she could put that ticket towards that. You just can't purchase a ticket with the gift card. Purchase park admission with the gift card. Or food. Or pay for your room fully or at a hotel. Correct. Though you can buy candy in the candy store, that's considered food. Nah, this is one of the finer points of the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Robin, thank you for that question. And what uh, what do we hear about Journey to Imagination? It's before Drink Around the World. It all That's sto- smart. Yes. <laughs> I, I did it well because I knew that it closed at 7, but it, it all started because my daughter said nobody from the Diz would ride Journey into Imagination, so I put the, the call out, so... I think we're up to about 100 people that are going to do Journey into Imagination. Wow. This place is not going to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, why are there this many you know people something? here? Okay, I'm a little slow here. I know. Don't tell me, Kevin. I know. I just realized this morning that the drink around the world is the night before Dizzapalooza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't put this. Ooh, two. everyone's yeah. going to reek of alcohol. They are. Fun. Hopefully they'll just... have slept it off by the time mm-hmm. we, they get there. I hope I did. And dine. <laughs> I, hope I don't have anything to do that morning. I don't have anything to do that morning, do I? John? We're all going to be really busy. <laughs> we are setting up for the party. That's what Max the intern's for. <laughs> Take some aspirin before you go to sleep. Really? Okay. You're gonna get- are you all curious about Teresa drunk or is it just me? Yeah, I am. <laughs> she probably gets real sober. I can't and wait prim. to see that. Sobering and prim. I would imagine she gets more giggly. Yeah, it all comes out every... Max every- says yes! <laughs> I know. Every uh, secret I have. Oh, I can't wait to see a lot of people at this. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. I'm turning my cell phone off. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know they're going to call us. Too many of you know my cell phone number. I want to take a picture for Pete, too, at Journey, because he says nobody ever rides it. So I don't think I've ever ridden it. You haven't ever been on the figment ride? Oh, my goodness. What does it do? It's the most awesome ride in all of Epcot. It is. Where's it at? The loop is the best part. Ooh, it's, it's inverted. Mm-hmm. No, figment is the best part. No, I love figment. It's what they call a dark ride. It's when you ride in a car and you go through. It's not in the areas. big silver ball. No. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that one. That's. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> the big silver golf ball. You're like a Disney savant. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my. That's my favorite ride over there. What's it called? See God in everyone. The big. <laughs> it's where. It's where they put you into the future. Yeah, but what's it called? Spaceshipper. Okay, good. <laughs> no, you have to do Journey. It's it's fun. I always come out feeling more creative. Really? Mm-hmm. That's what you get out of it. Well, that, my, my that kids, is one of my fondest memories. My being kids a child. always thought of it as um, punishment. But that's the good one, Julie. Yeah. Whenever they had the redheaded man with the beard. Dreamfinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Dreamweaver. So we're doing this after we drink. Dreamfinder. No, before. This is going to get you all wound up. To want to drink. Wine me imagination. Go yeah. drink. How long do you think it's going to take 100 people to get through eight at a time? <laughs> <laughs> drink to imagination. 
and oh, gets Kathy Whirling all wound up. <laughs> really? I want to see that. Ask ask my kids. They they know how excited I get on this. Do you drink? They might go on this. Mm-hmm. You gonna drink? I could. I'm gonna have a designated driver with me. Who, Katie? Mm-hmm. I need a room that night, John. Can we find me a room? Would you get your hands out of my pocket? <laughs> Every time John turns around, she's got her hand in there. She's asking for something. Oh, wait. Max the intern. He can drive me out. <laughs> yeah, because he can't drink. He can't drink. He doesn't drink. He's never drank before in his life. Because right? there's nothing more fun than driving your drunk mother home. <laughs> <laughs> Max, you're my favorite son. I love you. Can we stop at Taco Bell? There's nothing oh more God. scarring than that. Max, do you remember the I night picture of- Max and her in White Castle in Pine Hill. I don't know why. <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning. Listen, the night we had this blowout um, baby shower when I was pregnant with Stella. and You got drunk when you were well, pregnant with Stella? It, I, wasn't, I was the designated driver, okay. Oh. But Kelvin got totally wasted on champagne, and he held his head out the window <gasps> of the car the whole way home, just laughing and... Good times. Okay, move on. Are <laughs> <laughs> you gonna say vomiting? <laughs> no, he was just laughing. And... Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Max, do you want to come live with us? <laughs> oh man, nothing more scarring than going home with mom drunk. <laughs> but yeah, all my peeps come out. Your peeps. Yeah, Robin's your peeps. Is she one of my team? What? Teresa and team Kathy's Teresa. peeps. Yeah, peeps. She got John genius. Oh, you are foggy today, aren't you? <laughs> oh, man. I took Somebody a- forgot to take their medication. No, I took something for a headache and boy. Sure it wasn't a diet pill? <laughs> Do we all have trails when you look at us? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think she's been swinging from the power line. <laughs> Who's next? I have one. Hi, podcast crew. This is Tom from Fresno. I'm too excited to sleep on the boards. I was down at the. We just D- heard from his wife. Or no, that was I love Disney's wife. I, I, wish, oh, for I Disney. wish for Disney. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm Sorry, like, but I miss They both start with I. I know. I was down at the D23 Expo this weekend and had a great time meeting up with other Dizzers. One of the presentations that we went to was the announcement that Disney Cruise Line would be sailing to Alaska in 2011. My wife has always wanted to go there, so she was extra excited to hear this. Now the question. I've been reading rumors on the boards that the deposit for this cruise is going to be $600 per person. How can they justify a $600 deposit on a cruise that starts at $939? I'd like to get your comments on this and find out if you've heard the same thing. Thanks for all you do. Tom Bell, I'm too excited to sleep. Oh, I know Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? Yeah. Hey, Tom. I want to do that same question, though. You know, is she I, really drunk? I think no, I'm not. Really. I wondered that same question. I think we have a we we just have a, a dumbfoundedness about everything Disney's released this week. So I don't think this is that's going to make final payment day pretty exciting. Exactly mm-hmm. twenty dollars. <laughs> is that really the way? I mean, when you were reading it during the last show, I thought that too. I thought, man, the deposit is just about mm-hmm. as much as some of the rooms. Well, you have nine hundred dollars, nine thirty nine per person is the lowest price at the lowest tier. So it's going to go up from there. However, $600 per person is a lot for a deposit on a seven-night cruise. Right. You know, we're not talking about the 14-night or 15-night itineraries. We're talking about a a seven-night cruise. So it's kind of hard to really, how Disney will justify it, except for the fact that they think they're going to be really popular and people aren't going to care and just pay it. But didn't they say before they released all these that, they were going to provide more details before the booking window opened that we're not getting. Well, like, like you said, we don't know for sure that those categories are the right categories. Right. We do know what the itineraries are, and we don't know what any of the pricing is. I believe port charges and taxes are higher on an Alaskan cruise they are, than they are on a Caribbean cruise. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or if there's any reason that that's one, something that goes along with it. But I think the deposit's strictly for the fact that they want to really weed out the people who might cancel later and say, I want the serious people to book now. Except for one thing. Your deposit's fully refundable, so it's like, I don't... No, it, it people can't afford to, to hold $1,200, you know, for but a I mean, and a half. If you had a business, this is sort of like, well, I know how much it's going to cost, but I'm not going to tell you. 
doesn't that make more sense to, to to let people know ahead of time to like manage their like their budgets and stuff and say, well, geez, that first day it comes out, I can't afford to put down six hundred dollars a person. Were you a dreams agent back when the first uh, Panama Canal cruises were on sale and the first West Coast cruises? Were you an agent at that time? I don't remember. We're talking about we didn't know anything, itineraries or anything, until the day it was released. So we had no prep time. I don't think I was around for that then because that would have driven me crazy. All we knew was the rumors we were hearing. <laughs> it drove us crazy. We heard the rumors that we were going to go to the West Coast. We heard the rumors of all this stuff was going to happen. Disney did not release one ounce of information until the day those cruises were available. So in one sense, you think, at least they told us. Because we had oh. a lot of people saying... If it's this, book right. this. If it's not that, book or, wait, this. Maybe, yeah, maybe I was around for that because I can remember us all being on the phone and emailing. Did you get with, through? What is it? What are you finding yeah, out? Yeah. Who's, who, what are the dates for these sailings? So at least at this point in time, we know that we, we know what the sale dates are going to be and the destinations are going to be a couple weeks ahead of time. But in typical Disney fashion, why is it a secret? Right. <laughs> What the price yeah, that, I mean, that makes no sense. And especially nowadays, since people are so conscious of their money and tying up their money, wouldn't you want to sort of like break the news to them ahead of time so that then they could get excited for doing this? I don't know. Or as a business that, that pays people to answer the phones and answer questions, don't you want to supply as much information up front mm-hmm. and say, look. You know you can't afford it, or yes, you can't afford it, or right. I, I know I can afford a four and I can't afford it a three. Or Give that information up front so people can make those decisions before they tie up your employees and cost you money. We've said this before. I think Disney is still operating under the assumption that the economy is still as strong as it always was, and people are going to book these no matter what the cost of them, and we can do whatever we want. And by charging people a $600 deposit... Um, that's a lot of money to lay out. But uh, in the, if you look at it a little bit differently, if the cruise is $300 or $3,000 for two people, you know, what difference does it really make if you put the $600 per person up now or if you pay that at final payment? True. It, well, because it, it means it's, that it's all going to come out in the wash, though. Right. It eventually comes out in the wash. But for some people, you're talking about holding up their money. That's that, the part that would bother me. Right. If some people are not... You know, or saying that this is your money, my money that I need, and Disney is holding on to it for a year and a half. Yeah, you might have to save up to get that amount, and you could pay at the end, but not, you know. Right. Especially for a family. My Lord, it, I couldn't afford that deposit for my family. That's That, that part bothers mm-hmm. me also. Yeah. That's going to Imagine keep a lot of people. five people in a Category 4 now is $3,000. I think what we're going to see is I think we're going to see people deposit. putting down one deposit for a family of five. Or trying to put down one deposit. And then trying to add people later. And we all know how that works out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think those September 21st and 28th are going to be real interesting days this month. That's, and I'm, that's not even going to be the worst of it, Kathy. The oh, worst of it is going to be when the dream gets released. Oh, yeah. And when is that? October 29th is supposed to be the announcement of the official announcement of itineraries and what's going to happen. But we don't know if bookings will open on the 20, October 29th as well, or if that's we're going to tell you the information on 29th and give you a week or two to prepare for it. So, but there's so much interest in being on the maiden voyage and all that stuff. Oh, so, yeah. and what's interesting is this is I mean this is a ship that's not even completely built yeah. yet. So how they when they release a release date, was it the magic or the wonder that didn't sail? They had to move yeah. it all back. Did that really make sense? It made sense in my head, but yeah, I don't know if I yeah. gave you enough yeah. information. If they yeah. say, okay, then they say that the, Perfect. the date we're hearing is that uh, early January of 2011, the dream will be online. So, you know, what happens if that's delayed by three weeks and now you've already booked those first sailings? What happens to those people who have booked thinking they're going to be on the maiden voyage when they're not going to be on the maiden voyage anymore? Or even how they're going to handle the, the maiden voyage. Is it going to be your platinum people going to get first shot at it you know oh Lord, go back to that is it invitation yeah. only is it mm-hmm. press only is it we'll, see. well how was it with the other two was it just free for all whoever got the- well the first ship wasn't that crazy because the first ship was kind of like 
you know, there wasn't that hype behind Disney Cruise Line yet. When the Magic came out, I think the, the inaugural sailing was mostly cast members, if I'm not mistaken. It was mostly executives and cast members for the Magic. I don't remember the Wonder. And that was before my time. And I think because the Wonder was really three and four night sailings, and it's the, ex- the exact same ship. So. He's ready. Right. <laughs> really. Ferris is as tired as we are, I think. <laughs> Let's do one last email, and we'll uh, wrap it up. Uh, Corey, you have one more email for us? Yes. I'll do it quick. Um, Lee Ellen, she has another question about Halloween. I don't know what the first question was. I understand that Mickey's Not-So-Scary <laughs> Party will be packed on October 31st, but what are the crowds like in the other parks on Halloween? Should we expect huge crowds at any of the other parks, or should we just stay away altogether? Thanks for the podcast. Miss Mountaineer on the boards. Have you guys heard of any other parks being crowded on Halloween? No. I haven't. At the 31st is actually sold out. The party on the mm-hmm. 31st is sold out. And I think that's a lot of locals go to Townies. that. Townies. Townies go to that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. What was the other word? Cutters? <laughs> I did not bring that back up. So I don't think you're going to find that the other parks are overly crowded. Um, I, I do. I do know that... Um, I don't know if we have it on our site. I think we do that. Uh, Downtown Disney is going to be doing their trick-or-treating again. That's really crowded. Yep, that gets crowded. But that's an alternative for you if you don't want to go to the party that night. SeaWorld, that's free trick-or-treating. I think she's talking about staying at Disney. Oh, staying at Disney. Okay. No, I think you'll be fine. It's the party that's crowded. But, I mean, you shouldn't have a problem at Epcot. Agreed. I agree. All right. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, everybody, for participating and bringing your emails and having one-word answers. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> Thank you to our listeners and the folks who submitted emails this week. We appreciate it. Um, we will be back next week with another email edition of the Diz Unplugged. Pete and Walter should be back at that time as well. So we hope you join us and come back. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>